Welcome to the Passive Mobile Home Park Investing Podcast with your host, Andrew Keel. This is the podcast where you can get the education you need to invest 100% passively in the highly profitable niche of mobile home parks. Welcome to the Passive Mobile Home Park Investing Podcast. This is your host, Andrew Keel, and today we have an amazing guest in Mr. Byron Sellers of Mobile Home Elite Investors. Before we get started, I want to ask a quick favor. Would you mind please taking 10 seconds to go rate this uh, podcast over on iTunes and leave us a five-star review? This helps us get more listeners, and it also encourages me to know that you're tuning in. So thank you guys for doing that. All right, let's dive in. Byron Sellers and Sharnice Williams listened to a real estate podcast featuring a segment about mobile home investing. The couple had been curious about real estate investing for a few years, but this non-sexy way of investing caught their attention. Together, they studied the industry and raised enough capital to launch Trevay Scott Investments LLC in 2018. Assembling a strong team, they have been taking the mobile home scene by storm and growing at a tremendous rate, including becoming community owners as of late. Why mobile home investing? The couple decided to take the non-traditional route and discovered how affordable, reliable, and very motivated mobile homes truly are. Uh, their mission is to provide affordable homes for families so they can live the American dream. Byron, welcome to the show, brother. Oh, man. Thank you for having me. Excited to, uh, to dive in today. Maybe you can start out by telling us uh, your story and how you got into manufactured housing. Yes, for sure. So um, I, I had 10 years in the transportation industry uh, where I worked right outside of college. And, um, you know, just like some people, I really didn't like enjoy what I was doing. But, you know, I learned a lot and uh, I, I wanted to get into real estate starting about 2015. I really wanted to tap in real estate. So I started going to some seminars. I really started diving in. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. That book really changed my life and gave me a different perspective. And um, I was actually going to close on a multifamily unit here in Chicago. Um, and I remember March 2nd, my day, the inspection before close, um, the basement flooded of the property. And so we tried to negotiate, but they they really weren't you know, willing to budge. And then I go to work the next day, March 3rd, 2017, and I was fired. So now I'm like, oh, my goodness, like this whole time I've been trying to get this mortgage. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to get my credit or everything and what I'm going to do. And so. Um, I really was tapped into personal development. At that time, I had a life coach. I was in a life coaching program. But, you know, at the same time, things were starting to get tough a few months later, right? You're talking about September, um, you know, my, my cash flow ran out and I began driving Lyft. And um, as I was driving, I was listening to podcasts and I came across a podcast again about, like you talked about, mobile home investing. And it really sparked my interest. But my passengers was like, hey, can you turn that off? We, we just want to listen to music. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay. So I sent it over to Sharnice. And when I got home, she was like, I'd never seen her so excited about anything. And, um, you know, we were just like, okay, cool. Let's, let's, let's sit down. Let's, I think this is cool. This may be our entryway into, into investing, right? We heard about the low cost and the low risk. And um, we went, we went the untraditional route. We, we, we tried to go to family and get money, but nobody really, uh, you know, kind of was on board. So we went to lending club and and took out a high interest loan of um of, of ten thousand dollars with a 24 percent interest rate oh wow 
And so we it's were like so double retirement. hard money. That's yeah, right, right. Hard money. This is like the double hard money, like <laughs> <laughs> right, almost shark bait, man. So, yeah. um, you know, we believed in ourselves, and we took that ten thousand. We were able to find two mobile homes um, that we negotiated down to forty three hundred dollars. We ended up putting three thousand into one in forty five days. We sold one for ninety five hundred, and then the other one we sold for ten thousand dollars. And that right there was the catalyst. And we knew like, this is the industry that we're going to be in. Wow, that's fantastic. And maybe you can tell us kind of, you know, how passive investors could get involved in mobile home investing, you know, without going out and hustling and finding deals, uh, you know, like you and Sharnice. Yeah, so it's definitely several ways. You know, you have, one, one way I love is, you know, you, you, you kind of have the uh, the bird dog technique, right? This is something that, that you can make, you know, a few dollars on depending on who's, um, you know, who needs homes. But there are a lot of park owners. We need homes, right? We need homes. We need good quality homes. But sometimes we may not have the boots on the ground. So we're willing to pay uh, investors just to go out to find a home if they have some time. And, you know, that could be some, making some money, putting some money in your pocket. You also have um, you know, we educate thousands of people. You have a lot of investors now who know the how to. They just don't have the capital to actually get started in mobile home investing. They may not have that five thousand or ten thousand dollars. So you have these hungry people that, you know, if you have just, you know, some some capital laying around, you have people that are willing to work your money and bring you back high returns, much sometimes high as, you know, 30 percent, 40 percent. We've seen people uh, bring back on these deals. Um, and that's what I'm interested in right there. That's what I, that's what I want to dig into is, Hey, I got, I got the money. Mm -hmm. Go give me 30%. Byron. How (laughs) would you, you know, how would they go about doing that? Oh man. So several ways, right. You have, I I know like uh, states like Georgia, you know, we always encourage people to put out banding signs. If you go anywhere and you see a, we buy mobile home signs, you need to take that phone number down because that is an investor that is active in the field. They are ready. They are hungry to make some money. And if you tell them, hey, I, you know, I have the capital and you build a relationship with them, they will go out and literally get you whatever you need. OK, so that's one technique, you know, to find the, the operators that will go hustle and find the mobile homes. And, you know, what would be like the leverage on behalf of the person giving the money? You know, would they hold the title or something like that? Or how have, how have you done it in the past? Yeah, so for sure, you know, you, you definitely holding a title is, is very important, but also um, making sure you have a, you know, some type of agreement in place. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you want you can get your attorney involved just to make sure, you know, the person. And the one thing I would encourage you to do is run a background check on someone. Right. I mean, it, it, there are a lot of people out here who want to become a mobile home investors, but you still want to know who you're doing business with. Um, so that is that is something you can do as well. Um, and I would I would definitely encourage um, not only that, but just build a relationship, right? Find out their motives. Are they just money? Are they money motivated, or what? You know, what also are they are they willing to solve the affordable housing crisis? And really find out their motives and vet them out, right? You don't don't take the first person that you see just because you call it this sign and you know they're hungry, but you definitely want to kind of give yourselves options. Okay, uh, so say I got you know, $50,000 and I want to invest in mobile homes, Mm -hmm. you know, that's from my experience, it's, it's very difficult 
to deploy that much capital into mobile home investing. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not talking about the the land, just the actual mobile homes. And then, you know, to my knowledge, basically, you know, you or, or you know someone that you've you've trained would then take the money and go buy, you know, 10, 20 individual mobile homes, and then they would sell it on contract, right? Like sell it for monthly payments with a down payment to generate a return, right? Am I right in, in the thought process of the business plan? Yes. So you do have that as well. I mean, you know, more so the long term, like I said, for that passive. Um, you also have the ability, you have, you know, markets where there, there are cash buyers, where you can actually go and, and flip properties and, and bring you back mm-hmm. a return a little bit much faster. Um, you know, we're, we're starting to see um, the, the southern markets are, are more starting to become more heavy with cash buyers, Texas, the Georgia, Florida's, um, you know, we're starting to see way more cash buyers and people are actually getting, you know, uh, quicker returns. Um, but yeah, but definitely the thing, the one thing, you know, you know, when it comes to the, the passive, um, I tell people you really want to do not know. So the, the longer terms as far as five years and up. Because we understand is, you know, the lot rents do fluctuate. And sometimes, you know, we, we, you have, depending on the actual, um, the, 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 tenant, uh, the tenant buyer, some, sometimes for them, you know, that lot rent increase can kind of, uh, can kind of slow up payments depending on their situation, which, which we just saw with the pandemic. But things are starting to trending, trend up. So you should start seeing more people being able to, you know, get more job opportunities and, and begin to pay. Sure. Yeah. How do you work with mobile home park owners? How's that relationship? Yeah. So the biggest thing is you want to come in and just really add value, right? You want to ask what are their gaps? What what do they need? Um, you know, we get we have to encourage a lot of people. Don't come in just saying, "Hey, I'm an investor. Can I invest in your park?" Like that's just not the lingo to to really use. And it's it's really seeing what a park manager needs, what a park owner needs. Are you struggling to fill your houses? What's your vacancy? Uh, you know, what's your vacancy right now? I can help you. Um, we encourage our students create a buyer's list, right? Have people already lined up that, that you know that need homes. So that way you can, you can you know, they can leverage that. You can come and tell a park manager, a park owner, hey, listen, I, I have a list of 50 people that, I, that are looking for homes, you know, in, your, in this price range. If you let me come in and, um, you know, renovate some of these homes and maybe we can work out a deal or one month, two months off on a lot rent. Now, you know, I can help you fill these homes up much faster. And it's a win-win situation for, you know, for myself and you as far as getting lot rent. Yeah, totally. So, so what are the, the best ways to find these mobile home deals, you know, to find deals that you can purchase? Yes. So the one thing now is Facebook marketplace. Uh, that, that is huge, you know, for a lot of, you know, a lot, I tell a lot of people, a lot of times your, your deals aren't on the Zillow's and, and the red fins. Um, you know, you have MH village, you have steel Craigslist offer up, uh, we tell our students drive for dollars, right? Go to a park, look for for sale signs. When you're calling park managers, ask them, "Hey, do you have any homes for sale? Do you have any uh, any tenants that has homes for sale?" Um, that that is an incredible way. And then also, um, if you have a friend that's a realtor, then um, you know, ask them, "Hey, can can you know can you send me what you have on the MLS?" And those are just different ways to continue just to get get yourself leads. And you know, we buy mobile home signs. You know, you'll be surprised. Sometimes people are you know, looking to get out of their situation or, you know, and, and you may begin to get phone calls from there as well. Totally. And then, you know, you find a home, you know, from, from before we started recording, you know, you said that 
the, the sellers are typically motivated, right? Because yeah. if they're moving to a new house or somewhere, they don't want to get stuck paying lot rent over here and a rent or mortgage payment over here. So maybe you could share uh, kind of what the average purchase price is that you, you know, pay to acquire mobile homes. Yes. So for us, we developed here in the Midwest, we weren't paying over $5,000 uh, for any homes, but every market varies. Um, I've noticed we did some homework. Um, our Northeast region, you're, you're looking anywhere from 15000 to 25000 uh, Southeast region can be as low as uh, uh, 4000 upwards to uh, $12,000. Um, your, 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 uh, your Southwest, you're looking at prices uh, around that. Uh, from 10,000 to, to, to 20,000, you go to the West coast, you know, those are your premium markets. When you're looking at, you know, 20, 20,000 and up, um, and in Midwest, you know, we, again, for us, we're seeing homes as low as, uh, you know, 4,000 to $10,000. So it really varies for your state, your region, mm -hmm. but also, you know, it's, it's all about location, right? Because it's part of, it's parts of Illinois, where there are $200,000 mobile homes and it's parts of Illinois where I need a mobile home for $500. So it's all about location as well. Yeah, no, that makes a ton of sense. So maybe you could walk us through a typical deal, right? You find a, a home that's uh, in a community and it's $5,000, you know, what, what does that process look like? If you could walk us through kind of the, the make ready, book, you know, and then getting it up for sale. Yes, for sure. So, you know, the first thing, like I said, if I get a house, you know, $5,000, the first thing I want to see is, is this a cash buyers, uh, you know, market, or is this more so payments, right? So I can kind of get that information from the park manager or the park owner. And then from there, I can determine normally we, for us, we put out two different posts. Marketing is huge. We tell people all the time we're in the marketing business. So they, as soon as we get this house, we're taking good quality pictures, and then from there, we're blasting in on all the markets, uh, the, the online places that I talked about, the Facebook marketplace, the Craigslist, the OfferUps, uh, eBay. It's like we're putting in every place we can get visibility. And from there, first thing we determine is what's the average rent? What is the average rent going on in the area? And then from there, right? So let's say I get a house for 5000 and the average rent is $950. Well, I know I can charge either less than that to get a quick buyer. I can go maybe about nine, 900, 925, or I can tack on an extra of 50 bucks because I'm going to offer a seller finance. So now I'm going to allow the, the buyer to, to own the house and maybe just like a car, right? Maybe three to four years. And then once I gauge that, I also ask the, the, the park managers, what are used homes selling for in your community? So this house sold for 5,000. And, and they, if they've had some used mobile homes go for upwards to eight to 10,000, now I know I can possibly find a cash buyer in that price range as well. And so now I begin to, to truly market the home. Um, and you know the biggest thing for us, we collect data. And so what we do is we create a, these job forms where we're asking from everything from what's your credit score, um, you know, where do you work at, how long have you been working, right? Because for us, here's the biggest thing, as the park, the park has to protect themselves and see who's coming in their community. So they, so we wanna find out from our park managers, hey, what are your requirements? What credit scores are you looking for? What background are you looking for? So that way we can be in line. And when we're sending buyers, we're only, we're vetting out and we're sending serious buyers only. Because in this business, you'll get a lot of people, unfortunately, that will be interested in a home, but they may not have the capital to take down the home. 
And so for us, once once we have that system, once you know, all on that post, they can click it, fill out their information. We know who, who's getting serious buyers. Um, one way to for what we began to do is instead of doing, you know, open houses, uh, we just have a lockbox. And, you know, once once you fill out the information, we have your information, uh, we can you will schedule a phone call with us and we'll allow the, the t- potential tenant buyer to go see the houses themselves on their time. And it just builds trust, too. And, and a lot of times, you know, once they do that, they'll ask, what's the next step? We'll email them the application for the park um, and just and, and also um, we explain what's all included. Right. So as a as an investor, you want to understand what does that park offer and what is all included in the lot rent. So because you're going to get these questions, because a lot of times this, and sometimes this is their first purchase. And once we once uh, once they're ready, we explain that. We'll send the information and we'll encourage them, hey, go fill out the park application. Because one thing as an investor, you never want to sell a home if someone has, has not been approved by the community, right? It's, it's, you have to look at it as a partnership. You want to bring in the same type of person that the park um, requires. You want to bring that type of buyer in, make it a win-win situation. And once you have that, again, if I market, let's say I market at 10000 or I'm marketing on payments for uh, nine fifty. Let's, for example, let's say the lot rent of the park is at $400, right? Now I know that's my cash flow, right? That remaining, if I said $950, that remaining $550, that's my cash flow that I know what I can make each month for a term. We also do a non-refundable move-in fee. So um, whatever the, the, fi- the final price is, we normally do 8 to 10% of that. That's what we ask for down payment because we want to make sure we have a serious buyer. Um, if we find the serious buyer, the buyer, the buyer is he gets approved by the community. Everything looks good on our end because we run a credit and background check as well. And I'll give you guys a gym. We use a, a, a free software called Cozy.co. Um, very, very, you know, very simple. And you can actually collect payments on there and do run background and credit checks. And uh, once we get someone that's potentially we get them approved, then we finish up the steps. We have our title. All we need is a bill of sale. Right. We have our title. We make sure the taxes are paid up by having our tax certification from the county clerk office. And from there, we, we do our sale. We have them fill out the lease with the park. And then we make a trip to the motor vehicle department or secretary of state or whatever that is in your state. Um, and then we do our title transfer. And there we have it. We have a, uh, a, a, a transaction. Now, if they're on payments, um, we have a leasing agreement with the option to purchase. I mean, yeah, with the option to purchase. Or if we're going to flip, we just have our bill of sales. And um, and then that's why we're able to do the, the title transfer from there. Gotcha. So on the ones where you like sell them with like a lease with an option to purchase, you know, what would you say is like the average, I guess, what happens when you have a move out? When someone just is like, hey, you know, I, I don't want to buy the home anymore. I need, I got a job elsewhere and I'm leaving town. You know, yeah. what, what happens in that situation? So in that situation, normally what we're doing is um, we'll, we'll just give them 30 days to leave the premises. We understand that the, the value of the home, we're going to be able to do this again. Right. And we, we understand the cash flow that we collected. Um, and so, you know, normally, um, you know, I think when we first started, we were a little bit more stricter. But now nowadays, again, we will we'll allow them to break their contract. And from there, we'll, you know, we'll get a cooperation that we're going to begin showing the home even while they're living there. Um, and so that way we're, you know, for us, we don't want to miss any gaps. And as soon as we put it on the market, 
Um, normally, we, we'll, we'll send a shootout to our list of buyers that we already had in the past and um, just really work on filling, you know, filling that space as soon as that person moves out. Yeah, no, that's that's great. Um, so what about are you familiar with like the, you know, Dodd-Frank and, uh, you know, the SAFE Act? Mm-hmm. You know, does that have any repercussions for for doing this? Yeah. So honestly, when we first started, um, you know, we were really, really making sure we pay attention. You know, we didn't want to get predatory. Um, you know, we made sure our, 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 our rates were definitely lower, uh, lower than than the uh, should you I don't want to call them the, the, the shark rates, but lower than these these people that charge in the 20 percent. Um, but one thing we learned was this uh, this past administration had actually kind of loosened the strings up on the Dodd-Frank Act. And um, and so, you know, we were able to just make sure we still wanted to make, you know, make sure we were still in line. Um, but, you know, it kind of allowed more investors to, to have these to have these payments and, I mean, in place. Um, and so we definitely paid attention. We definitely, you know, with, with the, um, you know, with the new administration, we want to make sure we fall in line. So we just kind of keep our ears open and, and just kind of follow that. Cool. Yeah. So what would you say, you know, Byron, are the biggest risk factors in, in doing this? Uh, you know, what are what are the, the horror stories? How, you, how have you guys been burned, if at all, uh, through doing this? Yeah. So this industry, I would say, you know, if you buy a home that needs rehab, um, you know, uh, not contractors, but we call them handymen in this industry. Right. And, and, and sometimes finding a reliable handyman is is really tough. Right. And you want to be in line with the community because sometimes communities require, hey, this guy has to be licensed. He has to be insured. Right. And I, and I understand, you know, the reason why. And, you know, we've been burned, you know, from plumbers, from people who specialize in work from mobile homes, because sometimes, you know, these guys, um, you know, this this they, they know that there's not a lot so they can kind of get away with a few things and, and they know that you may need them. Um, and so we've kind of been we've had people run off with, you know, materials, um, not, you know, kind of just do, you know, just have jobs. Um, and so that's why now, you know, we really encourage people to to really start looking into um, becoming handyman and learning this industry. Also, um, you know, when you're dealing with the, the, the affordable housing um, at times, um, you know, people you can get a lot of excuses. So it's really big about vetting, you know, your, your potential tenant out. You know, we've I've been blessed. We've only had to uh, evict one family and, and it wasn't even us. The the park kind of acted on our behalf because they were behind on lot rent as well. Um, and so, you know, they end up getting an eviction. Um, but, you know, it was just kind of excuses. Right. You know, just uh, we didn't know who ended up living in the house and things. So um, you just got to be really, really cautious. And I would say um, homes. Right. You really have to you really want to get your homes inspected at times, because sometimes these houses, you know, you're talking about a 1980 house or something, you, something that's been sitting there 30 years plus, And it may have underlying problems that you may not be able to see on the first visit if you're not knowing mobile homes. And so, you know, it's not I mean, it could be costly, but not um, to the extent of what a single family home will cost. But it's still, you know, if you have a budget, you still want to have, you know, make sure your your, your things are in line. So those are a few things that we saw, but it's still, you know, and all in all, it's still a low risk industry that we love. That's great. That's great that you've only had one eviction. Um, So let's go back to the passive investor side of this, right? So what would be like the best way a passive investor, you know, say they find an an operator like yourself that's buying mobile homes and flipping them, uh, or maybe it's one of your students that they find, you know, 
would it be better for the passive investor that's bringing the money but doesn't want to like you know do the hustle part of it to act as like a hard lender? Is that like a hard money lender? Is that kind of what you've seen in the past? Maybe you could give a case study or something like that. Yes, yes, yes. You could definitely, you know, uh, you know, at first put put your um, percentage that you want up front, right? Versus rather than having the operator um, tell you what percentage that they're going to give you. So you can definitely uh, do that as well. Cause honestly, you, you not say you put more pressure but you have a more firm stance of this is what I need back. Um, so I think that is a, a great way to do it. Um, also, I think for someone again, just being passive um, like I talked about earlier, just that's just a relationship because you can have, you know, depending on you can have one person or or several people that are we call it boots on the ground, you know, for you um, with your money. And, um, you know, I think that you can in the terms you can command more money than what a single family house because of the margins that are in this, you know, that are in this space. So, you know, like you said, if I can say, hey, I want, you know, 18 percent back on my on my money and honestly, somebody can really bring you that back and still be able to to be rewarded um, very largely on their end as well. So, you, you know, you definitely have those options. Wow. Um, let's see here. I guess, what does the perfect mobile home look like in your eyes, Byron? <laughs> oh, man, move in ready. Someone just moved out of it. It is, I mean, clean. Maybe I just have to send a house housekeeper uh, in there just to, you know, just to really make it, but everything is functioning perfect. The stove, the, you know, the fridge, um, there's no visible holes. I don't have to do any cosmetic work. That is the perfect mobile home. I mean, literally I could just clean it out, transition it over to someone new. It, so is there a certain year? Is it vinyl sided shingle roof? Is it metal on metal? Mm -hmm. Is it, you know, five minutes from your house? Is it, <laughs> you know, a couple hours away? Uh, did any of those factors ring a, ring a bell? So honestly, you know, when it comes, I, I want to say when we started, I was really strict on, you know, just the vinyl sidings. Uh, I didn't want to do anything in 1985 or older. Um, you know, uh, even on, even on the roof, I wanted to make sure you know, there was some, you know, the roof had been repaired within the last 10 years. Those were some of the, the situations that, you know, I, that I was looking at. But nowadays, um, I think I look at the quality of the home. I've I've become you know come across nineteen you know seventy six homes. Um, and, and for anybody listening, you know anything nineteen seventy five or older, you know those are uh, pre HUD homes. So those homes, you know, you basically want to get them up to HUD uh, HUD standards. But um, you know, it's, it is, and it's not a hard thing to to really get them get those homes up. But um, the biggest thing is we've been finding people. A lot of people want the kind of like the DIY. And so they're, they're not really, you know, like they, they just want a place to live. So they're not, you know, being picky nowadays. And especially what just happened, you know, with the pandemic things, um, you know, people are, are really looking to downsize. They're just looking for that affordable house. And you have, I, I'm, I've sold homes to a lot of guys who, who are handy. I'm like, no, no, you don't have to do anything to it. I, I, I'll do the rest. And, you know, that's, that's been kind of just working in our favor um, as of lately. That's great. Uh, maybe you could give us a case study example of like a recent deal that that you've done or maybe one of your students has done. Yeah. So let me think of a good one because we I promise we get new ones like every day. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. 
Um, I'll say, so the last <laughs> the last deal I'll say that I've done, it was in 2020. And um, it was a home that a park manager's brother had purchased. And, you know, he he was just like, hey, you know what? I'm, I'm, I live in Texas. You know, I'll sell this home. And I normally I, I normally don't pay that much, but I paid exactly five thousand for it. And um, it needed it needed some work. Um, I ended up having to put um, another fifteen hundred in there for the plumbing. Excuse me. Yeah, another fifteen hundred in for the plumbing. Um, I ended up getting it cleaned out. Uh, floors, all in all, I was in that home uh, right at like ninety five hundred. And luckily, um, I was able to find a lender who was looking to, you know, um, pretty much take a note over. And so we, uh, we found a family that, you know, they really loved the home. And what we dealt with, we had a cat odor smell that lingered in the house. And mm. this was like my Achilles heel in this house. I had showed the house to maybe probably at least 20 people. And they would just always say, like, it's a, it, the smell, the smell is bad. The smell is bad. So I had my guys go in there and they finally were able to get the cat smell out there. And um, the park manager actually had gave me um, a lender who they use that finance their homes. And originally I was just only trying to sell the house for uh, right at 14,000. And the lender, I was able to come in and that we were able to get the house. Um, I told them I was gonna, I lift, I boosted it up to 20,000. They went and appraised it and they gave me eight, they were able to uh, get the family for $18,000. So I was able to get more money on this house just from a mobile home lender. Um, it was a the house was wow. a 1994. Um, oh man, it wasn't a Schultz. It was a 1994. I cannot think of the the the, the model of the house. Um, but we were able to get 18 grand. That that uh, bank went over and took over the finance. And they cut me the check. And yeah, that was just kind of my that was my last deal in the park. And I was just like, I was I had never used a lender to finance a, a mobile home before. It was always people had their own cash. Wow. So. 8,500 bucks profit on that one, that one deal. <laughs> yes. That's great, man. That's, that's a great, a great return percentage. Thank you. Well, Byron, thank you so much, man. This has been fantastic. Uh, you know, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, if our listeners would like to get a hold of you, what's the best way for them to do so? Yeah. So mate, if you're on Instagram, um, follow us at, at mobile home elite investors. Um, same thing on Facebook. Um, and if you like to email us, if you have a question about how um, either, you, you know, how can you invest, you can send us an email at info at mobile home elite investors um, uh, dot com. And uh, yeah, so, you know, thank thank you so much, uh, you know, for having me on here, man. It's definitely a pleasure. And, you know, love seeing your journey from, you know, sitting back and it's just motivating, man. Every time I see that you're closing something else, that gives me more, you know, more hope to say, OK, let's. Let's do this, man. My man, Andrew, is killing it. This is what we, you know, this is where my, my guy that I met early in my career. And, I, and again, man, I, I really use you as motivation as we continue to grow because you show me that it's possible. Hey, I, I really appreciate that, Byron. Maybe we should give the listeners a little backstory how we met. Uh, I, I was living up in Illinois at the time working on a, a portfolio of five parks that we, we syndicated. And I was looking for used homes to fill some vacant lots. Yeah. And I had some uh, ads up on Facebook Marketplace and I was reaching out. And I think I reached out to a home that you had listed that you were yeah. selling, right? Yeah. And uh, man, I'm so glad that our, our, our paths crossed and we've stayed in touch since then. That was, oh, uh, that was pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. And, and he, Andrew was the one who gave me the, 
gave me the courage because I would never move a house out. And he's like, hey, man, you, you know, you don't have to be tied to that house. Right? And I'm just like, oh, I don't want to mess up the relationship. And he's just like, all right, brother, well, I'm here if you need to do it, man, you know, without a problem. So, man, again, thank you, brother. It's just it's, it's awesome to see your growth and to see, you know, where we are now. I'm just looking forward to our next five years in this industry. Definitely. Definitely. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was a pleasure. Uh, that's it for today, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hey, are you getting value out of this show? If so, would you mind please going over to iTunes and leaving the show a quick five-star review? I have a goal of hitting over a hundred five-star reviews by the end of 2021, and it would mean the absolute world to me if you could help contribute to that. Thanks ahead of time for making my day with your five-star review of the show.